Hello again, and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial, and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. If you are new to the channel, there have been a few changes, and one of them that I should note right now is that videos pertaining to the harm that causes harm, the harm that goes in the arm, the injectable solution of 2020 and all that goes with it, have been removed to other platforms for the foreseeable future. So I'm going to do some short intros for each of those videos. There have to be at least 10 or 15 of those videos, at least. I think it's a minimum of 15 of those videos. I'm going to redo short intros, short videos. So you're going to see those coming along shortly. And if you are a new person to the master's voice and you have not yet had time to look at what I will basically call medical prophecies, then it will be good for you to click those links when you see them popping up and they will take you to Brighton, BitChute and Rumble. And there you can hear what the word of the Lord was and still is concerning this pivotal moment that came to the whole world in 2020. These videos have been removed because long story short, the Lord says that they have served their purpose. And I 100% agree with him with where we are now, almost three years in it's either, you know, or you don't know, and you've already made your choice. So there's no reason for those videos to continue to be on the master's voice platform. However, on this platform are many other playlists that I always strongly recommend people to get familiar with, spend time in. You can watch these videos as you have time. The point, the only thing that I'm asking from people on this platform is that you have a listening ear and that you do not retain a stubborn mind, a stubborn heart, like something with armor plating or iron over it that does not want to listen to the Lord and obey when his truth is coming forth. Those who hear the Lord's words and make an investment in this channel, you're not making the investment for me. It is for yourself to build your faith. It is for your family, especially if you are a man, so that you can be well taught and well prepared so that you can be able to pass the knowledge you gain on this channel to your wife and children in a time when, trust me, no one will have time to be flicking through hundreds of videos to say, where's the one where she was talking about this? And where's the one where she said that? What you want is male or female, young or old, you want this information to percolate down into the core of you, along with strenuously and faithfully reading your Bible so that it can begin building up a lasting faith in you. So there's playlists about transhumanism. There's playlists about, um, reanime or zombified people, sudden changes that will happen to people that will turn them into extremely dangerous and violent, um, creatures. They will no longer be people. There are playlists about, um, alien beings, aliens, demonic beings that call themselves aliens that will be coming to this world. There's playlists about economic hardship. There's playlists about how America is going to lose her number one position and fall to, as the Lord has shown me, this country will be below what we call third world countries, developing countries. America is going to tumble to the very last place. And then she is also going to be taken and snared and become the captive of her enemies 
China, Russia. So there's the China, Russia playlist that I strongly recommend you should start with. Today, I am bringing forth the original prophetic word that the Lord gave me in January, 2021. I spoke um, about, I think the last two videos are clearly warning about wolves in the church, warning about false teachers, false prophets, false apostles, false pastors, and also just self-appointed liars, uh, which are in the multitude on YouTube. So self-appointed liars on YouTube, people pretending to be prophets, and they steal the word of prophecy from other people, people who God is not talking to them, and they're basically surfing the net um, and using the prophetic words of other people as almost a shopping basket so that they can have something to talk about on their own channels. I spoke of this young woman in the UK um, by the name of Carrie Ann Giddon. She is definitely one who does that. So if you're still going to that channel and you're like, oh, I don't know if it's her or you, I just, you're just you're just dense and you're going to get the payment of what dense and stubborn people get, which is that you're going to be like a little fly in a trap. And all these things were things that God was speaking to me about since January the 5th, 2021, is that uh, people who love lies, people who want to be entertained by liars, there is an ending for you. God called it a judgment, and that judgment is going to be pretty similar to the judgment that the false teachers, false prophets, false apostles, these ones I'm talking about are people who are holding ministry offices, but have become corrupted and have abused the sovereign gifting of the calling of God within them. So just think of a pure vessel into which something pure was poured. The vessel was pure and the substance poured into it was pure. But then over time, usually through choice, but sometimes through negligence, the substance in it became corrupted and the vessel itself became corrupted. So sometimes the substance, you begin to take in erroneous doctrine, false doctrine, lies. You begin to preach out of your belly as a man of God, woman of God. You begin to just basically lie on stage because what you want is the crowd to say, oh my God, oh my goodness, this person is so electric. You want to electrify the, the crowd and basically you become a clown. You become a jester. You become a joke. And so what goes into you now starts being hype doctrine and anything that will make the people love you. And so what goes in is corrupted and then it corrupts the vessel. But sometimes the vessels take themselves off to the dark side. They take themselves off to become Wiccans. They take themselves off to play with witchcraft. They take themselves off to play with things that are much more diabolical than witchcraft. I venture to say to most of you in North America, in, in Western countries, that you, you think you know the outer extent of what Satan is capable of, and yet you will come to a channel like this, and many of you will say, you know, I never heard of the marine kingdom before. I never heard of uh, what the marine demons and marine spirits and mermaids can do, and yet people in Africa, if you watch their responses to videos like that, um, they absolutely know how diabolical this kingdom is. And a lot of the pastors, especially around the world, even here in the United States, are in affiliation with marine spirits, with very high ruling demons, high ranking demons from which they receive power. 
And so the vessel becomes corrupted by what it goes and joins itself to. Just think of something radiating high voltage, these fences that radiate extremely dangerous high voltage, and you go and put your hands on it. Many times people become fried to death and yet they stay there and they remain jerking until someone is able to push them off. Because when you handle certain types of high voltage in the occult, certain types of high voltage in the, in the marine kingdom, you're not coming back from that. You join Freemasonry and then you think that it'll get to a point where the pastor will say, okay, I, I think I have enough power now. I have enough members now. I'm ready to drop out. That's not going to be the case. These people join brotherhood cults and the law in the brotherhood cult is the law of blood. I spoke about that in either the first video that is called the burying of Tophet. I think that is the one or the second video that is called not unto death. When you join the Masons, when you join the Rosicrucians and other brotherhoods like that, you take oaths of blood. You take a blood oath yourself to get in. But then as you begin to ascend in power, as you begin to lust for more and more power, and if you are a pastor, you want more members, you want more clout, you want to be in invited for inter international ministries, you want to be more well-known, you pay in blood. And usually the blood they pay with is the blood of their members. So to bring this little introduction to um, full circle, Always remember that when you come to the master's voice, you're not coming to the master's voice for celestial. You are coming to the master's voice for the word of the Lord. This is a choice that you are making to click here. So you are free to click everywhere else and go and watch Cookie Monster um, leading you in a special sing-along song or whatever that people are doing on the multitude of mushroom prophecy sites that have just sprung up out of nowhere on the internet and also here on YouTube. You're free to do that, but just understand that you are paying with your soul in spiritual currency. What's going into you is corrupting. And when it has corrupted on the out, on the inside enough, you become a corrupted vessel. So you will not even be able to tell if a bunny rabbit is a true person of God or not. And if you're wondering, well, that's my choice. There's nothing wrong with it. I enjoy her or I enjoy him. Understand that one of the things I say here is that people often lack the ability to apply logical thought to its logical conclusion. I see it all the time. And so I'm speaking from experience what I see people displaying when they come here. If you are unable to carry a thought to its logical conclusion, you will pay a very high price. So watch what you want to now and get corrupted now and have no discernment now and think that it's okay. But when Antichrist comes and begins to do signs and wonders that will deceive even the elect, then don't be surprised when you find your feet marching like a little soldier behind the new wave of demonic pastors that are going to arise. So this wave are simply working a lot of them with corrupted doctrine and they do do sacrifices among their members. But as God has been sharing with me, these things are very muted. It is very hidden and it is almost impossible to detect. The time will come when just as God's true ministers will stand up and begin to minister with unbelievable power, just as Jesus said, I'm going to the Father, but whoever believes in me, 
greater works than these shall he do. If you think that Satan is going to sit and say, oh, look at the true prophets and the true pastors and the true apostles doing the greater works, I have nothing to counter that with. Demonic pastors and demonic prophets are going to move with such unbelievable signs, and their signs are going to be much more like a peacock. So those who like signs and excitement, that is going to be the ideal time for you to become connected with those people. Why? Because you invested the time when you should have been disconnecting from the foul water sources by defending them. And standing up for them and saying, no, they're a true man of God and you're not the only one. And whatever you're doing now, understand that you are building it up for your future self. So those who are con collecting true oil are building it up for their future self. When we will be in a time of spiritual darkness, they will begin to burn that pure oil that they have and they will begin to see the presence of God with them. But to the ones who like to eat in the pig trough and say, we enjoy this pig slop and you should stop talking about our favorite slop master. When the time of spiritual hunger and famine comes, Satan is going to be serving international level pig slop and such people will line up and eat it, except that in those days, the cost will be death. Welcome to the master's voice. Today is the first prophecy that the Lord gave me, the one that I said I was holding back and I was holding it back as I felt for good reason, because this prophecy, the Lord gave it to me with such furious heat that I felt sure that if I came to the blog and released this prophecy, to me at least, it felt as if people were going to start dying right away. And so I held the prophecy and I have held it for almost two years. I got this prophecy 5th January, 2021. It is called No More False Prophecy. And I'm only bringing it out now. The banner scripture is this, for there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies even denying the Lord who bought them and bring on themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. By covetousness, they will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time, their judgment has not been idle and their destruction does not slumber. So today I'm going to take my time with this prophecy. This might turn out to be a lengthy video or perhaps not, but when it comes to the scripture that God has given me to put in this prophecy slash teaching, I'm not going to pass over any of it. So the Bible says in 2 Peter here that there were also false prophets among the people and there will be false prophets among you now and there will also be false teachers among you. And what they're going to, going to do is they're going to secretly bring in deceptive doctrines. So when you hear people saying that someone will secretly do something deceptively, this is using two words to tell you that one, it will be secret, which means it will be undetectable because it will not be done in an obvious way for you to say, oh, that's a lie. Oh, this is wrong. So for instance, I spoke of the man, Tony Evans. And what the Lord said about Tony Evans is that Tony Evans is in the brotherhood. He's in the same brotherhood as T.D. Jakes, and yet the Lord says that this man has been preaching the gospel for so long that he doesn't make a mistake. So if you're going to try and say, I'm going to spot Tony Evans and see where he's going wrong, 
you will not be able to do it because he teaches the word of God in almost a flawless way. You will have to look long and hard among his teachings, something that I do not have time for because I do not have time to be watching people. I have other things to do. You would have to look long and hard to be able to catch him out in a lie. It's not like the deceased minister, Miles Monroe, who began to go so far off the track that he even went as far as to saying that the reason Christians aren't catching enough flies into the gospel is because they keep preaching Jesus. He said, what's the point of preaching Jesus? You need to be preaching the kingdom. Now, the kingdom is this very popular sort of dominionist theory that has taken America by storm. America just loves the gospel of the kingdom. And that foulness, because it is twisted, not that we don't have a kingdom, but because it has been taken out of context and used and basically put like a boiling pot on the head of Christians. Christians just love this idea of the kingdom, the kingdom. And yet the Bible says, Jesus said of himself, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to him. So the core of all that we do is Christ Jesus. It is not the kingdom. It is not healing. It is not wealth. It is not prosperity. It is no thing that is involved in the fullness of life that who gives? Jesus gives. This minister, Pastor Miles Monroe said that Christians are not winning other people to Christ because they keep on preaching Jesus instead of preaching the kingdom. In another place, he even said, Nobody wants to hear about the blood. It's all gory. People don't want to hear about the, the blood. Tell them about the kingdom. His church sat there and heard him say that. And you could see that they were a bit. But then he just went, and this is what pastors do a lot. You guys aren't feeling me up in here. You're not understanding what I'm saying. And then, because pleasing man is a sickness in the body of Christ. They quickly began to clap to show him that they do understand what he's saying. But if any true Christian had been sitting in there, they would have picked up their clothes, picked up their Bible, and raced out the door. Because if you do understand what he was saying, you would know that that's absolute heresy, blasphemy. And when I saw this clip, I thought to myself, it's no wonder, Lord. It's no wonder. And so some of these people come in secretly bringing destructive doctrines that you cannot pinpoint easily. Peter calls them heresy. A heresy is something that absolutely departs from the truth of what the Bible says. So if anyone thinks that you can come into this kingdom, for instance, and that the blood is not an essential component of what we're doing here, then you're basically in heresy if you think that the blood is not central to salvation, then you don't even have the understanding of what it is Jesus was doing on that cross. He definitely wasn't spending a difficult weekend up there. He was shedding this precious blood that makes atonement for this constant sin that people drag behind them like a ball and chain. And Peter says, that they will carry on in these destructive heresies to the point where they deny the Lord who bought them. So imagine this, a man is outside the faith. He's in drugs like Pastor Jake's used to be, or they're in fornication or something else. And they encounter the Lord in a moment of whose mercy? The man's mercy or God's mercy? They encounter God in a moment of God's mercy towards them. 
and the Lord buys them out of Satan's destructive trap of sin. He cleans them up. You can see a picture of how lovingly God cleans up a Christian by reading Ezekiel 16. It is one of the most beautiful and detailed pictures of how Jesus finds us us perishing in our sin, cleans us up, and dresses us in the clean robes of a son or a daughter. So it says, the Lord bought them, but as they continue in their destructive heresies, they get to the point of denying this God who bought them, and they bring themselves to the point of swift destruction. But here's the part I wrote in caps. Many will follow their destructive ways. When you're reading the Bible, let the Bible speak to you and say what the Bible is saying. It doesn't say many may follow or many are at risk of following. It says many will follow their destructive ways. So this means by merely existing, false prophets, lying YouTube copycats have given to them naturally an audience. So if you manage to escape the clutches of these people, this is the Lord's mercy towards you. But then you can't come out of it and then be wondering, I don't know why these people can't see. I don't, they can't see because they are already appointed to join their idols in destruction. Many will follow their destructive ways. And then the Bible goes on to say, because of this, the way of truth will be blasphemed. Now, who's going to blaspheme the way of truth if we have a situation with liars in the church and the liars captive and clapping audience? It's the unbeliever who is going to blaspheme the way of truth. It's the unbeliever who will sit at Starbucks with his best friend and say, I'm never stepping my foot into a church. They're full of lies and all they want is money. I heard that they sleep with all the young women in that ministry. The unbeliever will sit and tear the body of Christ to pieces with good reason. Because when the unbeliever who is outside of the family of God looks at the family of God and see that where we are now is scandals of pastors sleeping with 16 year olds and then saying, uh, I didn't know she was 16 at the time I slept with her. Well then why should the unbeliever care about Jesus Christ? Why should the unbeliever leave his reasonably comfortable life to come and join what looks like a freak show and is constantly exposing itself to be a freak show on YouTube, social media, TV, and in real life? The way of truth will be blasphemed. It says, by covetousness, they will exploit you with deceptive words. So this is definitely speaking to everyone who is at risk of speaking to them, but mostly it's directed at their captive audience. Who? The many that follow their destructive ways. God is basically saying that because of the covetous hearts of these people, because they need you for likes, they need you for approval, they need you to build up their weak self-esteem, they need you because you are a joke to them and you're also a very well available trust fund. 
The Bible says here that the captive audience will be exploited, which means they'll be taken advantage of. And you look over American history, at least in the last 30 to 40 years, and I can guarantee you that some of you who are watching have sent basically the amount of money that can build four houses to some of the ministries that God has condemned before you finally woke up and came out of it. You understood the principle of sowing, but what you did was just sow into a pit latrine, which is just a hole dug in the ground that people poop in. You threw in good money after bad, and they kept telling you that that cancer was going to go away, the sickness was going to away. Oh, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, Jesus in the, is in the room, and there was nothing in the room but air freshener. Exploitation means to take advantage of a gullible person of which the church is constantly churning out that type of person by the second but at the very end here, Peter ends the sentence with the emphatic authority that an apostle has to speak about God's judgment. And he says, for a long time, the judgment of these people, who the captive audience and who the false teachers, prophets, apostles, pastors, for a long time, their judgment has not been idle and their destruction does not slumber, meaning that God will not be slow to judge these people. And so I kept this word because it basically spoke of death. It spoke of death and God showed me that the death will be sudden death. These people that I'm talking about in the last two videos, which I will now call prophecy two and prophecy three, because this was the original prophecy one. It's not going to be a case of he was sick for a long time. She was fighting that illness for many months. She bravely gave up the ghost. No, it'll be one minute here, the next minute. Oh, his boat sank. Oh, this exploded at his house. It will be sudden destruction. And the Bible is always talking, warning that one thing the Christian should not enter into is sudden destruction. So when God gave me this word, I did not bring this word out. I brought out warnings. If people keep pretending to be prophets, God will judge them. If these pastors and these false apostles keep bringing out the sugar doctrine that deceive people and is not preparing people for the real future ahead of us, God will do something very serious, I said. But I did not come out and say that God would take people's lives. And so in January 17, 2014, I'm now going even further back to the first time that God made this little me understand that death is the payment for playing with the word of God it was January 17, 2014. And that's in my prophecy archives. That's from my personal notes, things that God was saying to me. And so I did not print that from my journal, but God was naming rock stars of the American church, Joyce Meyer, he was saying, and Dave Meyer, Creflo Dollar and Taffy Dollar, T.D. Jakes, Bishop Eddie Long, Benny Hinn and his wife, for example. And the Lord was telling me, for example, because this list is non-exhaustive. So this is just a word of caution to people I have noticed who have started to say, I'm listening to this guy, Celestial, is he false? I I've been listening to this so-and-so, but I, I feel suspicious, is he false? Here's the thing. You come to this channel to learn how to exist out there on your own. This is not a place of dependence. You are coming here to hear from the Lord anything that may be wrong 
in your spiritual growth, maturity, and discernment so that you can function as a separate unit out there by yourself. This is not a place where you can come and ask me, is this book okay? Is this writer okay? Is this person a false prophet? Is this other person a false prophet? You need to realize that if you can't tell, you need to do the necessary work until you can tell. And I would just say from myself, it is better that you err on the side of caution until the Lord tells you, no, this is actually my servant. You can listen. When you're getting your own tingly spidey sense in there, your own tingly spirit sense, and then you continue to sit there, you automatically fall under. Many will follow after their destructive heresies. Many people think that God will rescue us out of confusion, out of not knowing by telling us, no, my child, do not follow. I can honestly share um, a little here. And one of the best ways that the Lord trained me was with total silence. Total silence. What I have learned of God is that God, many people say, oh, God is so patient. He will just, for me, God does not tolerate stupid questions. And I think it's because God knows what I can do. He knows that I can do better. So one of the ways, the most telling ways that the Lord trained my discernment was silence. Let the blue and the blue sit there and I will watch celestial, watch the two of them and try to decide which is the true. I learned by going through such situations. And many times when I made my determination, he would say to me, well done. It was like he was watching to see if I knew if I could tell. This is how I came up as a spiritual child in this kingdom. It wasn't by him putting a halo around the good stuff and then putting horns on the evil stuff. He was simply quiet and he left me to use the word of God as the benchmark to determine who was fake. And I knew how to do this within a period of less than two years in the church. I'm not judging or condemning anybody. I know that I also had a great amount of the spirit of the Lord in me, but that is how it went for me. God wasn't highlighting, this is safe, this is not safe. He let my discernment grow often in silence. So. The Lord said that these names are part of a non-exhaustive list and that these are corrupt, wicked teachers of false doctrine. The Lord said that these people were corrupt in keeping his word and that they were greatly harming the international church. America carries influence in every single section of life, but nowhere has she pumped more poison than in the false teaching that has flowed out of this country and is now being mimicked around the world, most tellingly in Africa. African pastors don't feel that they have arrived unless they can mimic the purpose-driven life or something like that. They have to, have to, have to be able to show that they can build the same style American church. And then they feel, and then they feel that they have accomplished. And so the Lord said that in, in 10 years, he was watching these people. In 10 years, he said, I'm watching them and I will make a decision about them. Some of them will no longer stand before me. Some of them will never see my face and others for the good work they have done will be received in my presence. And hearing this, this type of stuff all those years back, it's almost 10 years back, 2014 that I heard this, it electrified me 
to hear the God of heaven say that you can go to hell for a corrupt gospel. And yet the Bible says in James chapter three and verse one, my brethren, let not many of you become teachers because you know that we will receive a stricter judgment. In another place, the KJV, it says, brethren, be not many masters because you know we will receive a greater condemnation. Be not many masters. The scripture is saying that you must have mastery of what is in this word before you go forth to the greater audience to share it, preach it, prophesy it, teach it. This is not saying that the Bible is off limits to the greater body. We are free to preach this gospel to win souls. We are free to share the gospel in our Bible studies, in our homes. Fathers especially are supposed to be gaining mastery over the scripture and speaking it constantly over the walls of the home, over the wife and over the children. This is how a man comes to have a peaceful home. Any man who is not doing these things, when there's tumult in your house, upset in your house, you, you can't really blame anybody. You don't set the walls of your house in order with the word of God. How do you want order to exist within the four walls of your home? And so we look at a situation here today where almost everybody thinks that they're a prophet. You have a dream, you have a vision, you're a prophet. And why won't people think this? First of all, there's pride in the hearts of people because they really feel that ministry offices are so cheap that God is just handing them out like chupa chups. So you, you're a pastor, you're a prophet, you, you know, you're definitely an evangelist. And this is heightened by the way American church has been run for so long. Instead of teaching people the honor in being the body of Christ, how much privilege that carries to really say, I am a child of God. I'm a treasured son. I'm a treasured daughter. The church has instilled in people this hunger to know wh what amazing thing am I? Am I a prophet? Am I an apostle? And the easiest one, because it's been so glamorized, it's been so misconceived, is the prophetic office. So if you have a dream and then you wake up and three weeks later the thing happens, you know, that, that, that's prophecy. That's prophecy. No, that's just God warning you in a dream that such, such and such was going to happen. And then it happens. God did it all the time in the Bible. Doesn't make you a prophet. Joseph had a dream and Joseph's dream took forever, but it came to pass. Joseph was not a prophet. On the other hand, it doesn't really tell us any kind of dreams that David had. And yet David walked in the office as a prophet. David was so prophetic that even some of his Psalms contain Perfect descriptions of Messiah, such as Psalm 22. Perfect depictions of Messiah's death, and yet Messiah is coming thousands of years after his progenitor, David. It was accepted that though David was sitting in the king's office, he definitely had the prophetic function in him. But because the churches neglect to teach that ministry offices are not as cheap as America likes to purport Everybody is interested in knowing their, their spiritual gift because the spiritual gift will tell you what you are. And once you're that thing, then you have value to God. So, for instance, those who keep going to schools of the prophets, uh, you, just save your money. You don't, pay, you don't pay money and then you go sit in a room with some people who are sometimes just hucksters, but then sometimes just deceived. 
And then, and then the organist guy is the most important guy at these meetings because he has to keep the music going because, you know, Saul, Saul's soul was calmed by the music of David. So the organist guy has to keep the music going and then they'll be telling you at this moment, just feel and just, you know, people have invited me to things and the, the idea of taking myself to places where people will just touch one another and say it's impartation. I mean, for me, it is a living horror story to think of going to prophetic download night, prophetic activation night. When I hear these things, even growing up when people would say, oh, Celestial, we're having this, do you want to come? The idea that I would carry myself to such a place so that I could come out with 642 demons that I did not have when I went there, I would just politely say, no, thank you. I think I'll skip this one. And to this day, that remains my policy. And so strict judgment. In 2014, God said that people who play with the gospel would no longer get a chance to do so. And when I asked him, he said, when I asked him why, Lord, he said, it's because they'll be dead. He himself would take them away. And again, I was shocked because as I wrote in the prophecy in 2014 or any teen, pastors did not say this. Even to this day, even good pastors, people who truly love God and are keeping the line of God's word, do not tell the church that the penalty for continually mishandling the holy ordinances of God and for being false is death. Yet the Lord gave me these names and he said that anyone who did as they do and who keeps taking his word apart and putting it back together in ways that take the teeth out of scripture. So there's a way to preach the gospel where you take the bite out. There's a way to preach the Exodus. There's a way to preach anything in the Bible whereby you take out all the scary bits with God sapping people with lightning and opening the ground and taking away the complainers, taking away the evildoers. There's a way to preach the Bible in a way that makes God seems like an approachable and friendly pet. He seems like like this little thing that you can just say, oh my Jesus, my Jesus. And yet the man is saying of himself that he is a refiner's fire. He is a consuming fire. Says that I will break out against my enemies. God is talking about himself in the Psalms and say, the wicked don't know that I, the Lord, have set my arrows in the bow, aiming it at their faces. This is a concise picture of talking of sinful people and those who perpetrate wickedness never being aware that they are but a hair's breath away from death. And yet the Lord said that people take his word apart and put it back together in such a harmless way that the bite of scripture, the sting of scripture, the conviction of scripture that would keep the church walking on the narrow path that leads to heaven. It is completely taken away and the word of God becomes worthless, toothless, abnormal. He also said that there are a ton of people taking a holy office to themselves when he has not called them. And I spoke of this just a few minutes ago when I was saying that you cannot take ministry office to yourself. They are not that common. 
They are not as common as people perpetrate. Even the office of a true evangelist is not as common. A true evangelistic call is not the same as go into all the world and preach the gospel. That is the great commission. That is a general call that every Christian needs to be reaching another person and leading them into fellowship with the Lord. The evangelist call is an office and all offices go with certain key giftings that the Lord will give that person to be able to function in the office. Without that fruit being evident, you are not that thing. There are people who are being ordained into basically empty wind and nothingness. They stand in the office and yet they are not called into the office. And so the grace is not pre present with them. And such people often labor all the time. Oh God, why is it so hard? Because the grace is not with you. You're standing in shoes that are too big for you. You are standing in shoes that were never made for you. So the warning from the Lord back then was that all liars and corruptors of this gospel Anyone who makes people enter into a pit, anyone who causes people to come off the narrow path and end up in judgment, if you cause anyone with your YouTube channel, listen well, your YouTube channel that is just a mixture of spitballing it, guessing, you know, if this happens, then this could happen. I'm not saying that the Lord said it will happen. Well, it's a good thing you're not saying that because he didn't say it to you just all over the place. The Lord says that whoever causes people to stumble and fall into a pit and whoever causes people to lose their way from the narrow path so that they end up in judgment themselves, those people are going to die. So hear the words now that I was given on January the 5th, no more false prophecy. I will judge them for their sins and the lies that they have told in my name. I will take away their lives unless they repent. Jehu took the lives of the prophets. All false prophets were burned in the presence of Jehu the king, and the land was cleansed from its restlessness. I will do the same again, for I am a refining fire. And the scripture for that is this, who may abide the day of his coming? And who will stand when he appears? Indeed, who will stand? when Jesus appears. For he is like a refining, a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. And I will just take a moment here. If you don't know what the refiner's fire is, the refiner's fire is definitely not that little psh match that you light on your gas stove or the little psh match that you light to light your scented candles. Refiner's fire is some of the hottest fire on earth that man is capable of making. Refiner's fire is the fire you find in Refineries is the fire that has burned so hot that it goes above orange and it goes above red and it begins to burn at what we call white heat. So it's usually light blue and it's usually white in color. And that is the point at which minerals, metals, all of them cannot resist. They cannot hold their original shape and they begin to break down. So if you have a lump of silver or a lump of gold, and yet you suspect that it has impurities in it, 
What you pass it through is called refiner's fire. And that gold is just going to let go and become liquid. And that's when you'll be able to see if there's any nickel alloy or tin in it. And you pour them off because guess what? Gold will only melt at a certain temperature, but most of the lower and baser minerals and metals, they break down much easier in the presence of fire. Thank you, Holy Spirit. They break down a lot easier in the presence of truly hot fire. And so you will be able to see them loosening up early and they will come to the top and be poured off. And that's just a warning to those who love to be lied to by people here on YouTube. You keep on with those people. And I promise you in the day of antichrist, when the true testing comes, you will be some of the first to rise and say, but B system, <laughs> you're much easier than suffering. Here I go. Stamp me here or stamp me here. I'm all in. I did not sign up to suffer like this. When refiners fire comes, comes, every single person will be tested with what they never, ever thought they would deal with in this life. And many people, many people are going to just loosen up and float to the top and the devil will just pour them off into his little cup of blessings. He will just take them as his crop and only the Lord's true gold is going to remain. And now Fuller's soap. Fuller's soap is an old world type of soap that they used to, because Jesus says in this verse, two things. He says two things to describe himself. He says, I'm like the refiner's fire and I'm also like Fuller's soap. So I just described the first process that the Lord and his nearness, his approaching is going to put on all humanity. But now here we go with Fuller's soap. Fuller's soap, is a harsh and alkaline soap that's made when you burn plants and you use their ashes and you, and you join them with this compound called nitre. It was a very old form of soap and they usually used it to clean things like very dirty sheep's wool. So you shave the sheep and then the sheep have been rolling all over the countryside and the wool is filthy. You put it together and before you clean it and process it, you will wash it with the fuller's soap. Fuller soap is extremely hard on human hands and it's very harsh on whatever material you're using it on. But once the cleaning is over, it gives excellent results. Again, to all of those who think that in this compromised and weakened state that the current church exists, that Jesus is coming back to just, I'll just grab and bundle you guys. It doesn't matter what condition you in. I'm just grabbing you because I love you so much. Reckless love, reckless love, everybody. If we think that the Lord is not going to refine this church to the last degree before he decides who is worthy of Matthew 24, 31, and I will not say much. A fuller soap cleansing means that the day of the Lord is going to try our hearts, our deeds, and our legacy. It means God is going to test what you love on the inside. God is going to give you a thorough diagnostic. Those of you who own computers, that sometimes the computer is a little slow, a little weird, and you have to run a diagnostic on it to see what's wrong with this laptop. Why is it behaving? Why is my desktop being glitchy? God is going to run a thorough diagnostic on every human soul. I am speaking of your children, just so you're not confused those who are waiting for the special children's rapture. 
When I say every, I'm talking about every. He's going to try the hearts to see who is carrying dirt, who is carrying love of the truth and those who love not the truth. 2 Thessalonians 2, 9 to 11, because they loved not the truth, they will perish by the lie. So the Lord said that the false word of faith causes undue restlessness in the earth. It causes a false belief system. It causes faith that is fruitless because it is based in nothing and it's going nowhere. All those who cause false faith to rise will be judged by me unless there is absolute and total repentance, unless they take responsibility and stop their corrupt practice in my name, they will be taken away. Undue restlessness in the earth means that you make the earth unstable because of the high volume of lies that you pump into the spiritual space. I've spoken a lot about the spiritual realm. I've spoken a lot about the fact that holiness among men is almost like a stabilizing force on the earth. But the more people sin, the earth begins to go through these very weird changes. When I see them, sometimes I've spoken about how the multiplication of sin, I see it rising up into the heavens like black smoke. So constantly pumping lies into the earth causes restlessness. But then the Lord says the false word of faith. This is deliberately twisting the gospel and presenting to people another gospel and another Jesus. He says it causes undue restlessness, which means these things are even more damaging than ordinary sin. He says it causes a false belief system, and we can see the evidence of that false belief system all over the world, because when, when you actually speak about false doctrines and you have the ability and the depth from the Holy Spirit to go into it and to crack it open and show people what it is, many people are shocked and horrified to find that their entire theology and faith is resting upon a lie. Now I ask you, if this iceberg is what your life is resting on and this iceberg is a lie and God breathes on it and it melts away, where do you think you're going? Into the depths of the sea. It's definitely not into the loving arms of Jesus. It is directly into the icy sea, which is what is waiting for all who love lies and applaud liars and follow the liars and then say, liars, we're making provision for you in our hearts. Liars, we can hardly wait for your broadcast to come on. Liars, take all my pension money. I'm sowing it into your ministry because I love your lies. These people are greatly empowered because of the audience that empowers them. The Lord says, unless there's absolute and total repentance from these practices, unless these people take responsibility and step away from their corrupt practices in his name, they will be taken away. So please, when you're out there and you're watching what looks like the repentance video, but anyone with eyes can see that it's not actual repentance, it's mitigation. Mitigation is a legal term when you know there is going to be a final judgment of, let's say, 1,000%, and you don't want to be 
under the force of that 1000% judgment. So you do what you can to try and get it down to 200 or 300 by saying, well, you know, I'll fix this here and I'll fix this there. That's what the unjust steward did. The unjust steward were not, was not looking after Jesus's stuff. And then he heard that his master was coming back and he sat down and he quickly said, uh, you know, you owe my, my, my master $500, write a check for 300, uh, uh, he'll take it. You owe my master $1,000, write a check for 650, he'll take it. That's what mitigation is. When you fail to harvest the field as you should, and then you hear, the Lord of the harvest cometh, and then you know, you absolutely know that it's impossible for you to get all the harvest done. So you quickly get together some laborers and say, let's try and fix this and fix this and let's make it look as if we worked. That's what a lot of the repentance that's going on is. I've taught on this channel exhaustively about what true repentance looks like and is. And so if you're not able to tell, then um, there's not much I can do. The Lord said, the hour of deception is over. The hour of the false Christ is closed. The dog and pony show is over, over the top theatrics, false shows of emotion, pageantry, pretense. The end of an era has come. Blow forth the word of the Lord. Whoever blasphemes my name, my word or my temple, the same is an idolater and he does not serve me, but he serves a false idol of man. That one I will remove from his place. I will take his golden candlestick. I will knock down his lamp. I will make his light darkness and his seat shall be empty and still. Miles Monroe has passed into death and the footsteps of many are hastening after him. Bring forth the word of the Lord. And so Jesus is saying that he's basically pulling the curtain on the false prophecy, false pastor, false apostates, false whoever show says the end of an era has come. What is that era? It is the end of the American era of deceiving the whole world with false religiosity that is more. See here in America, we love more. More is always more. Less can never be more for us. If we can have more, that's more. So it has to be a, biggest, a, a bigger Easter production every year and a bigger Christmas production and a bigger church and a 45,000 seater because seating 30,000 doesn't prove we love God long enough. And this blueprint has poisoned Africa and South America to a very great degree, to the point where pastors are seeking after these mega ministries, and yet they do not have the grace inside them to pastor 600 people, but they want 1,600 people in the church. So they're not then able to tend the sheep so some of the sheep are out there eating poison ivy. Some of the sheep are out there eating other sheep. Some of the sheep have straight up fallen off the cliff, cracked their heads open, and are now living in the terrible emotional pain that they cannot deal with. And there's no one to pastor them because of the dog and pony show. A dog and pony show is just an over-the-top, mind-blowing, amazing smoke and mirrors um, setup. And the Lord said that, He's bringing all of that to a close. He's now going to be looking at idolaters in the church, blasphemers in the church. You're preaching false doctrine in the church. You're preaching false doctrine on YouTube. You're constantly setting rapture dates because you are the first person who has figured out through math, gematria, and uh, three pipe dreams a date 
that God has not revealed to any mortal man. And then when the date doesn't come, you just move it a little bit further along and say, ah, you know, it'll come. And then it doesn't come. You just push it. You just kick it down the road. God is looking at all that now. He says he will remove people from their places. He will take away their golden candlesticks and he will put their lamp into darkness. I could spin that a thousand ways, but I think I'm just going to go with what it really means. When your lamp is put into darkness, you will not see the sunrise anymore. And here's the Lord's statement. Miles Monroe passed into death and there are many whose footsteps are rushing after him. Bring forth the word of the Lord. And so... I will take them down and remove them from their places. For the false utterances they use that make me hostage in the minds of people, turning me into a puppet that they can command at will. God, do this for me. I claim it in the name of Jesus. Abuse of scripture. Abuse of their place as a son or, or daughter. False words that turn me into a genie to work for them. And yet I am the vine dresser and a man should work for me. I have become nothing more than a magician to them. These people who run after the false pastors who are lying to them in my name. These are the lies of the last generation. These are a people rooted in falsehood holding on to nothing at all. This is the time for all matters to enter into judgment. Now is the season to give an account. Now is the time to open the books and a man must account for his works. Every deed, every word, every work will be tested by fire and many will lose their reward. This is the word of the Lord. And so I spoke of refinement of metals and how with increasing heat, you will find the cheaper metals letting go and be rising to the top. They're usually blackish in color and you're easily able to see, well, gold isn't black. So definitely I must pour off this impurity. The Lord is saying that he is going to be testing the works of people who are in the public space claiming to be everything spiritual, anointed, able to reveal mysteries. God is going to now judge this and everyone is going to account for their works. So I've shared a certain vision in a few other videos. I've shared it whenever I was giving a warning, when I was not actually giving this prophecy, I was giving bits and pieces of it because I thought that strong warning would touch the hearts of people and bring them to repentance. And I call this vision the weeds vision or the dead green onions vision. I saw a very beautiful house, a stately house. It was a mansion. It was just a castle, really, a beautiful home. And I was looking at it from the back. So I was in the backyard and staring at it. It had one of these long pebbled driveways in the back and just lovely with sculptures and fountains here and there. Very, very nice place. And the back door heavy wood door suddenly slammed open and a man came out and he was visibly angry. White, he had a, a white beard and white hair and he stormed down the path right past me. And I saw that he was going towards a garden along his back wall that I did not notice, a beautiful garden. And he went to this garden and he bent down and he began to rip up by the handful what looked like very 
fruitful green onions that were growing among his other plants. So whatever he had planted, he did not plant these green onions. Now, the thing you need to understand about green onions is that while they're tasty, they're some of the most shallow plants on earth. You, you get green onions and you look at the roots and they have these very stubby roots, the little white roots, which means that they don't need to be deep in the ground to grow and that they also grow very fast. So they grow much faster than normal onions. And this man began to rip up bunches of these flourishing green onions. And then he stood and he was holding bunches of the onions in his hands. And then it's sort of like I zoomed closer to see what he was holding. And what I saw horrified me. He was not holding green onions. He was holding people, people who were asphyxiating, people who were becoming limp and dying. So these green onions, as they, he was holding them, they blanched, meaning that they went from green to white. The process of blanching is something that you do in the kitchen when you expose food onions, shallots, carrots, whatever it is, to sudden extreme heat and water. And they instantly, they almost instantly cook. And if they have the ability to turn white, they do. So these green onions were going from green instantly to white. They were being blanched by the heat of this man's hands. And I saw that a few of them managed to escape his hands and they fell at his feet. And so they stayed green but the majority of them blanched and I saw it was people dying in his hands. And I was horrified when I saw this. And so I've shared this and I've been saying, you know, you, you, you claim you're in ministry and there's no ministry fruit. There's no sign that the Lord has his hand on you. And, and it's very hard to see, you see, because many people, True disciples in the kingdom of God have been replaced with followers. This is a following generation. Click here and click there and then find me here and find me there and, and I'll be on the other side. This is a following generation. And so the followership of modern Christianity has now made it that it's almost impossible to distinguish when there's actual ministry gift, ministry fruit, meaning that people can come and taste your fruit. And when they taste it, they say, I need this for my life. I need to even pick two or three more and take it to my auntie and have her eat it because I know that she's eating wrong food, but if she could taste this, she would change. And then we could pray together more. When people eat real fruit, it gives them strength. It gives them direction. It builds up even a weak and sputtering, dying faith like a candle and causes the fainting man to rise up. This process is called edification. And that is what true fivefold ministry gifts do. They build up what is broken. If something is built up, but it has a gap here, a gap here, a gap here, edification that comes from true fivefold ministry is just like Tetris. So when the word of God is coming to you and you have gaps here, gaps here, gaps here, the word instantly goes to your weak areas and begins filling them in. You need to fix this, fix this, fix this. And that's how God now builds up a strong wall in the believer. But now for 15 or 20 minutes, people can entrance you. They can keep you occupied. You can join them to sing songs. You can join them and send hearts. You can join them and do a thousand other things that make you feel good as you all wait for the rapture that's coming next weekend. And then what happens is 
your holes are not filled. What happens is your faith that is the size of the pea from the princess and the pea does not get built up. And then what happens is we enter the times when Satan will get his 15 minutes of, of, of fame. Satan will enter the chat and then Satan will begin to squeeze all the little peas and make pea soup with them. And then when they look around for the people they were following, they will find that those people have stood up, taken off the white, put on the black, and are saying, <laughs> we were always playing for the other team. How distressing will that be when you find out that the people you were following either were always batting for the other team, or as soon as they see the wolf coming, they flee and they leave you the sheep uncovered, unprotected. So because we cannot tell in this season who is actually building disciples and who's just building a following, it is only God who will show who are the true shepherds that are entering in by the sheepfold through the right gate and who are the hirelings that will run away and leave the sheep exposed. And so I was saying here that God is always speaking to me actually about the death of false prophets, something that is not easy to hear. And this is something that the church never speaks about because the church doesn't even like to rebuke false leaders among the leadership. The church does not like to mark those who cause dissent and who cause problems in the body because they have this false boys club loyalty and they hide it under phrases like these, touch not my anointed. Yes, but when somebody isn't anointed or called, then what is the problem with pointing out that they are evil, that they are preaching destructive heresies secretly, as it says in 2 Peter 2.17? What is the point with pointing that out to keep the greater body safe? And then they also use don't judge. And don't judge is just a form of complicit behavior that says, well, I don't want to have to point out the problems because it might cause people to point out the problems with me. But the problem with this is that the rotten trees in the church have grown to immense heights. And this is why God is going to cut them down himself. Since God cannot find any trusted woodsman in the body of Christ who will stand up and say, so-and-so is a false pastor, I urge you not to listen to his teachings. And even if a pastor was bold enough to do that, I can guarantee you that half his congregation would be offended. Well, I, I just don't feel that we need to be bringing one another down like that. I don't think we should be fighting in the body of Christ. This is what people always do. And this is why serpents, this is why serpents are enjoying themselves in the midst of the church. Because when someone yells, serpent, someone else will say, but you know, God, God created serpents too. Serpents were created. Serpents were in the garden of Eden. Yes, let's just overlook the havoc that the serpent caused in the garden of Eden. And let's stay on the side where because the serpent was created, he has as much right to be in the fellowship of edible animals as everybody else, yes? And so, beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. So 
The words of the Lord are this from another prophecy. I think it's called Dead Men's Source Part 2. The Lord was saying that there would be a lot of eruption of volcanoes around the world as part of his judgment on this fallen world. I am the Lord. Let the whole earth be still and silent before me. I will judge the gods and everyone who is a follower of their lies and refuses to repent during the judgment period will be judged and affected with them. Again, these are words of the Lord directly, not only to false prophets, but to their followers. Lovers of false doctrine will receive their own form of judgment too. As a Christian, a mother, a father, a young person, an older person, you need to know this. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. And they, meaning the teachers, will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. So basically, broken down, the time will come where people will hate to hear the truth. It is my personal opinion that we are already swimming in the seas of that time. They will not endure sound teaching. They will not endure the kind of teaching that builds disciples that last until the Lord should come for them. They will turn aside to follow what they want to hear and their itching ears will lead them to pile up on their YouTube playlist all the feel-good prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists, and apostles. They will heap up teachers for themselves and they will turn their ears away from the truth and begin to follow after fables. A fable is a child's story. A fable is something that you tell the baby to put him to sleep when he's fretful. A fable has knights in shining armor, unicorns, and mythical dragons that come from under the sea, even though, to be fair, dragons actually are real. A fable is something that is rooted in fancy. It's not true. So imagine what God is saying to you as a believer, whoever you are when you watch this, that your faith is rooted in story time and not the building blocks that build believers who can deal with the end times. This is 2 Timothy 4 verses 3 and 4. He also saying false teaching and false prophecy turns people into bait for sale in spiritual transactions. And this you need to know. Lives are left exposed to whoever wants to abuse or take your life. So I spoke in the beginning of how when the time of the devil approaches, these pastors will be less interested with hiding who they are. They will begin to move in bigger, more and more signs and wonders. And one of the things that they will do, I said, because the covenant in most of these transactions in the spiritual realm is blood. They're not going to play with, pay with the blood of their children. They're not going to pay with the blood of their wives. They're going to pay with yours out there, whoever you may be that is still following after such ministries. Those who buy them, slay them, kill them, and go unpunished. And each of those who sells them says, blessed is the Lord, for I have become rich and their own shepherds have no pity on them. Zechariah 11 verses four to five. So God is basically saying you're going to become like Bitcoin 
in spiritual transactions. When they go to the dark side and they say, I, I want a 40,000 seater church or I, I need a 3,000 strong ministry and the spirits and the mermaids and the whoever, the warlocks, the high level spiritual wickedness sitting in the high places, some of it not even human are saying, well, this is no problem to deliver to you, but what do you give us? Then they will say, I, I, what is the price? And they'll be told, oh, the initial payment is blood covenant from you and 40 souls. Now, how to cover up the death of those 40 souls? Well, in the real world, this is when people are on their way to conference and then the church buses will suddenly roll and go off into the bushes and then seven people pass away and only three people make it. This is when the roof will collapse suddenly at the church, and then 110 people are taken away. Sacrifice, in other words. And what the Lord brought up to me is something so far from the past that I had to go and look it up. And he said to me, Celestial, do you remember Michael Jackson and Bucharest? It's like, what? God? What does that have to do? Do you remember Michael Jackson and Bucharest? Look it up? Yes, Michael Jackson went to Bucharest. Michael Jackson's presence in Bucharest was such a shocking and world galvanizing phenomenon that apparently, so they say, women began to have tremors, have seizures, pass out, and several people were crushed to death in that. And that brought to mind a recent situation of a young man by the name of Travis, what's his name, that was having a concert right here in the United States. So he decorates the outside of the venue with as many death and demonic symbols as he can. And yet the young people, because they're so discerning and wise in this generation, flocked to it. And they jump in there and they're enjoying the concert. And this man begins to basically chant and use hypnotic music and song. And then the young people begin to have tremors and seizures. And then several people, many of them, lost their life. And then everyone, everyone on, on social media, everyone is asking, oh, but why didn't he stop singing? And, and why didn't he stop? And someone is performing a demonic ritual. And because you lack the discernment to know that his chance use of music and all these things are literally conjuring up a situation in which sacrifice this is loss of life. Whose life? Definitely not mine. Loss of life is about to take place. And then people who are so blinded in this generation are saying, why didn't he stop singing? He didn't stop singing because he wasn't singing. He was performing a ritual in which he was making his payment to bosses that most people don't know about. And it will be the same in the church. So we should listen when God is talking because believe me, God has, God has his people's best interest at heart. And so the names that the Lord gave me over the, over the point of these three prophecies are T.D. Jakes, Joyce Meyer, Creflo Dollar, Benny Hinn, Marilyn Hickey, an African pastor who claimed to raise the dead in a very hilarious video that you should check out. His name is Alf Lacau, and also one that has deceived the church in Africa of millions. His name is Shepherd Bushiri. Others who were named in these prophecies and who have already passed away are T.B. Joshua, Frederick Price, Kim Clement, 
Miles Monroe, and Bishop Eddie Long. As I was writing this prophecy, the Lord added this, Joseph Prince is on the fence, and so is Kenneth Copeland. Now, long back in 2014, when the Lord first gave me these names, the Lord said that these people who are now under death judgment were on the fence. He was going to observe them for 10 years before he made a final decision about them. And now they have passed into the realm of judgment. And now the Lord adds these names, Joseph Prince and Kenneth Copeland, saying that they are being watched by him and they are on the fence. The Lord also said that various gospel stars will meet their end the same way. And that is all. I'm Celestial and thank you for being with me. This is the Master's Voice. Please look in the description box to find the alternative channels that I have. There is a Spanish language channel that goes by the name La Voz del Señor. You can find the link for it if you click the, um, the description box below and drop down the menu. Go towards the very bottom and you will see that I have channels on BitChute, Brighton, Rumble, and that Spanish language channel here on YouTube. And so until I see you again, may the Lord bless and keep you. Thank you to those of you who support this ministry. I pray for you always and I ask that the Lord will receive, will return your seed back to you in abundance. Until I see you again. God bless you and goodbye.